Some people broke their financial targets this year. Some people walked into finances that they've never seen in their whole life this year. And some people met tragedy. Best year ever. That's from Pastor Laddie. And of course, we've seen the amazing work of um, Pulse Academy and what Pulse Academy is doing. So, uh, a very, very interesting year. I wanted to move off of that to say how this year showed us how irrelevant church is to society and how relevant nation family is to society and the teachings of nation family, the, um, the ideology of nation family um, and, and the things that nation family stands for. And I think I round that up very, very well. It was rounded up very, very well, not just myself, but last week or two weeks ago when we had our word explosion and we spoke about mentorship and leadership and revolution. And those are the things that, those are topics that really stick out for Nation Family. Those are our, those are our products. That's what we bring to the table. What has 2020 shown me is that leadership is a commodity. It is, it is like gold dust. For you to be able to say you have good leadership or strong leadership, for you to be able to say that you are around strong leadership or you're being trained as a leader, I never knew that leadership is a commodity. I never knew that there's actually a role in the world called leadership. I never knew. That's what this year showed me because you just see so many hopeless situations where leaders can't actually match up to who they're supposed to be. Crazy year. I think Kobe Bryant died this year, right? I think Kobe Bryant died this year. You couldn't call anything that happened this year. It's like you actually finally started seeing Yes, January. You started seeing how little control the government has over the society. You started seeing how very little, how irrelevant government and their laws, how very little control they have over society and how, in actual fact, people are what make up the economy. And why do I say that? Lockdown 2 shows us that people can riot and government can be confused and government can come out and have press talk and say, you're not, pubs are not allowed to open, gyms can open. They, they can just be confusion. So you begin to ask yourself, so what is the quality needed? What is the, um, the, the qualification needed to run a, a, run a nation? That's what 2020 was for. 2020 was God's wisdom and God's way in showing you how relevant you are to society. 2020 was God's way in showing you how important a role you play in society, actually. Now, that's you as someone who's under a certain teaching, someone who's under a certain thought, okay? What you're majorly taught in the nation family, if you're a student of Pastor Toby, you're listening to what it takes to lead a nation, a group, an industry, whatever it is, family. But it's, it's a leadership conversation. 
It's a leadership conversation. You start seeing how important it is. Listen, I met the most amazing people this year and I met them only because they were confused. They were distraught, confused, and they needed help. That, those are the kind of people I met. And I met very strong people in a normal world. They're very strong in a normal world. But in this 2020, they were just confused and they're just dying for advice and dying for help. So capacity building is something that I want you to consider. How do I build my capacity going forward, knowing now how important a role leadership is in the world? I don't know. And I don't want to talk at you. I just wanted to mention a few things. I came into the nation family 2013, December, 2013, December. And I came in coming from trading and this, and uh, I was working in the city. I had a job in the city. I left that job, or I got fired from that job, actually. I didn't leave the job. I got fired from the job. And I was kind of looking for what am I going to do next? And then a friend of mine tells me, hey, I need you to come down to this church. It's an amazing church. And I came down to the church. And I've heard Pastor Toby speaking on Joseph. And Pastor Toby was preaching on Joseph and it, it, it just sounded like he was speaking to myself. A lot like how many of you came in hearing the word and it sounded like he was talking to you. And I'm hearing this man going in on Joseph. And I'm like, that's me. I'm Joseph. That was a Thursday service. So, and after that service, I decided to keep on coming, but I'd always sit at the back. And eventually I managed to get a meeting with the pastor. And we just started speaking. And I don't even know how that spiraled into becoming his protocol. But then I became his protocol. And it was crazy, right? Why was it crazy? I've come from a very strong family, mom and dad, Great, strong believers. If any of you guys follow the Christian movement, my parents were students of um, Brother Hagen. Brother Hagen. He calls himself Brother Hagen. They went to his school. They went to his Bible school. Okay. We lived in Guyana at the time. We lived in Guyana. So they went to his Bible school. So he was like their spiritual mentor. And... I didn't even know that a lot of the things that I do now, actually, they've been doing this. So my, my dad is very big on um, sewing and helping pastors and all those kind of things. I never knew that up until recently. But anyway, coming from that kind of family, strong believers, um, Holy Ghost-filled guys, wise parents, good parents, nothing, not a bad word to say about my parents at all. Very supportive parents, actually. Coming from that kind of background, and they, they pushed me, they pushed me academically. They said, hey, you've got to do your school, you've got to do this, you've got to get this done. Da, 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 da. And I did all those things, okay? Did all those things. So I was pushed academically. I was, I was kind of prepped to have a certain form, a, have a physique to be ready for the world. I, had a, I, was, I was encouraged and trained to be a certain person. Okay. And I did all that. I went to university, went to Kingston University. After all the many schools I went to in the world, I went to school almost in every continent apart from Australia and Asia. I went to school in every continent. And 
By the way, that's the reason why I have no childhood friends like you guys do. I have no childhood friends. And part of my lack of emotion came from that because traveled so much, young age, changing friends every two months or every three months. I just lacked the ability to be emotional over relationships. So it took me a long time to be able to empathize with people. In fact, my whole journey of six, seven years as a pastor was relearning how to have empathy. <laughs> and that may sound weird to you, but I had to relearn how to have empathy because I didn't have it. Um, moving out of that now, went into university, studied pharmacy, like Pastor Eben and Dr. Leah and Dr. Eugene studied pharmacy and decided that he wanted to do finance and then decided he wants to do um, media. So he's like me. We we did it, but we just did it for the sake of parents, like, I guess. So I've finished that. I've done all this. Thing. So I've, I've come out educated. Let's, let's, let's just put that down there. I've come out educated, ready for the world, supposedly, in that sense or in that manner. But I've met this person and my encounter with this person is, I don't care what you studied because he knew what I studied. We sat down, we had a chat. I've told him my credentials and what I've done in life and my parents. I've told him everything about me. And we sat down and the first thing was just, hey, just follow me around. So my first role was really just carrying a Bible and driving a car. And carry a Bible and drive a car till the end of the day. I'd start at 8 a.m. Pastoria is an early riser. We start very early. We drive around to a bunch of meetings. At first, I wasn't even really in the meetings. Um, we drive around to a bunch of meetings and um, and then we just eat and then come back. I'd drop him home and I'd go home. And I'd do this for at least the first three years without no flipping business or assignments or I didn't even know what the hell my assignment was like you guys are praying oh my god my assignment and you guys have got all these complicated prayers couldn't even flip and pray for an assignment for three years I want to swear but I'm going to do my best to be nice had no bloody assignment can't even can't even roll on the ground and, and labor in prayer and say, oh Lord, just show me the vision of the finance world. Don't even know what the hell to pray for three years. Oh, but So my prayer for three years, and, I, and so I'm just using this to just open up a bit more to you guys. My prayer for three years was, can I know his mind? Because I noticed he's a short-tempered guy, loses patience very easily. And at first, with my character, I'm like, who are you, who are you mad at? Who are you mad at? Like, who are you mad at? I'm here. Well, that's at first. And then afterwards, you start, to, you start to see the implications of his anger on other people. And then you get a bit um, scared of this person. Like, okay, you were upset with this person last week and now they're just not doing too well. How? Those things I started learning in the beginning because I was not, I did not understand spiritual stuff. Do you understand? 
I came in not understanding anything spiritual. I didn't understand no spiritual. Anybody um, listens to me speaking, you can hear from my accent and the way I talk. I've just been everywhere. It's, sometimes I say something that sounds, I think it disturbs Pastor Emma the most. I say something that sounds American. I say something that sounds British. I say something that sounds Nigerian. Not my fault. I was confused. So, I'm learning now. I'm in this season of learning, but actually it's not learning. I realize that it's an unlearning. I'm getting somewhere because I want to speak to you about leadership and how it works. So I'm unlearning. I spent the first three years not allowed to touch anything. And I think it's because if I touched anything, I would have been using whatever I've known to work. So I had the first three years not doing anything at all. Wasn't a pastor, wasn't a minister, just around, really. And then somewhat that's graduated to, you know what? I want you to, um, I want you to lead a fellowship, but not in those words. Obviously, you guys know how, some of you guys know how Tulsa all happened. Some of you know how Tulsa happened. Now I've gotten into the mode and role of teaching and preaching. And I've done teaching and preaching up until today. But throughout my time teaching and preaching, I've not picked up a single book on business. I've just had this book. Had this book. Now, imagine this is coming from someone who spent most of their time. I've been a trade trading professionally. I'm doing all these kind of stuff. But there was that sit down period, and I want to. I'm speaking to those young guys as well. Some of my little brothers that um sometimes they get things wrong. You know, sometimes they get things wrong, and and they don't get things wrong because they're bad people. They get things wrong because they don't understand how men are made. How do you make? How do you make a man? How do you make a person? Okay. Six, seven years teaching and preaching, going through all the emotions of teaching and preaching, and understanding that teaching and preaching is not just turning up and laying down some strong verses and laying down some words that rhyme with the other word. You begin to learn very quickly that it's more of the pastoral side of being a preacher that actually trains you. People have issues and people have problems. And as soon as you pick up the word to preach, people believe you have a solution. Even if you don't, people are convinced you have a solution, even if you don't. So the first five, six years was just me teaching myself how much I was actually ever unprepared to be an entrepreneur. Completely unprepared because I could not see life from the viewpoint of anyone else but myself. But preaching and teaching and being a pastor allowed me to be able to get a broader view and a broader understanding of how life works. Allowed me to think three-dimensional. That's six years. So what did this guy do? 
And when I say this guy, I'm referring to uh, my teacher, my mentor, teacher and mentor to, to many of you listening in. Um, what he's done is reconstruct my mindset. And it's taken seven years. Five to seven years of a teaching. And I realized that in those five to seven years, I had no other ambition but to understand his mind because effectively, I just wanted to pass the class. I don't know how I entered that mode. I think that's just a God grace that I entered the mode where I wasn't even thinking about billionaire, millionaire. I wasn't even thinking these things. I was just more thinking, how do I effectively function in a way where it pleases this person's mindset. And I didn't know that's just that was just the perfect way to live. That was actually just the perfect way to be. Someone else sits you down and says, oh man, that's brainwashing. Yeah, well, brainwashing is just a term. School is brainwashing. It's a term. School is brainwashing. How many times do you ever pass an exam with understanding? Those of you guys who are in school know you, you've passed most of your exam by cramming, yeah, memorizing, meaning you deleted a part of your mind and you just stuffed things into your head so you can push them out in an exam room. And then after the exam, you don't even know what the heck you wrote. But you, you shall pass the exam. You pass the exam, but you're not able to apply the exam afterwards. You talk about brainwashing. That's, a, that's the worst form of brainwashing. But I was able to gain understanding. So most of my prayer at that time was, how do I understand his mind? This person's mind. I want to get this person's mind. I want to know how they think. Because again, the closest thing to success to me and still is the closest thing to success to me is Pastor Toby. So that's the closest thing to success that I am constantly seeing someone evolve and win and grow. So very important for me. I spent a lot of time in the world and I still spend a lot of time in the world. Why? Because I was just very convinced. This is this person's formula. This is the formula I'm going to take on. So leadership and a revolution, it's actually, leadership is first the ability to gather. I want to start there. Your ability to gather, but you can't gather until you have a very strong thought about something. That's what an influencer is. An influencer is a gentleman or a lady that influences to a certain way of thinking or a certain way of living. Don't you think so? If I'm wrong, just correct me. You don't need to listen to me. Don't listen to me just speaking at you. You can, you can come in. Give me my LV pouch, please. You can come in. So, completely agree. You're not just saying that, are you? You're not just saying that, right? Another advert moment. Make sure you get you one of these. Another advert, advert moment. 
прекрасен. Сосмир. Cyrus right there. K Cyrus only, period. Period. But you have to put a T at the end of the period. 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 That's how it's done, isn't it? Fabiola and Cole told me that. I haven't seen them in ages. I think they're buried in their books somewhere. Period. That's K Cyrus. Waterproof. Waterproof. That's right. You can drink water, you can drink it, and it stays on. Vaseline don't do that. Shout out to PK. Vaseline don't do that. PK, change your ways. Join K Cyrus. Comics don't do that. Comics is so heavy on the mouth, so heavy on the lips. You ever see girls that their lips drag down? They look like they have bubblegum lip. It's because of comics. Ladies, put on K Cyrus, your lips will rise up. Perfect for kissing, perfect for smooching. What's the smooch thing? The picture, when you take the picture and you pouting, pouting, that's it. <laughs> Do you not use your lip to kiss? You can kiss a baby, I didn't say anything crazy. It's just that's what people use lips for sometimes. Please don't start telling me what you need the lips for. I'm just giving an example. But Ari's a bad boy. <laughs> well, Ari's a bad boy. Yeah. So, advert moment over. I love the ad. Advert moment over. Look at the smile with the advert, though. So crazy. Get you some K Cyrus. Get you some K Cyrus. If, if your daughter is no longer giving you kisses, your lips are too sharp. Your lips are too sharp. They're, they're crusted. They're sharp. They're dangerous. Get you some quesaros. <laughs> so, um, seven years of this teaching. Seven years. And then you come out. I came out of this teaching. Uh, when I say I came out, I graduated. Sorry. Sorry. I graduated from this teaching uh, two years ago, I was 30 and I graduated and I was sat down in a meeting and I was first, I was given my first capital for business. Woo! 30 years old. Some of you guys don't know this, you know, some people are starting to start business just like that. You guys just wake up, go on company's house, bam, 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 enter. Oh, it's 12 pounds. You know, it's 12 pounds to start companies. So people just shell out many, many companies, this or that. I was 30 years old when my mentor finally approved me to start business. 30. And he gave me roughly around 30,000 pounds and said, hey, go start business. Go do business. So my thing is this, guys. This is my thing. This is me. This is where I'm coming from now. Don't start a business. Don't start 
a career, don't start anything, and don't be don't be afraid to take your time to actually adopt a mindset. Have a mindset. Have an understanding of something. Have have an uh, belong to an argument of something. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Because what happened with me in the six to seven years of that teaching, I then understood that business is more about people than it is about money. You see, that's something that I wanted to say. If PK had not locked me off, then the people would have been interrogated, but it's fine. That's my whole concept of business changed because of six years of teaching. If I if I went into business at 21, which I did, I'm not saying I didn't do any business or anything like that, but I'm just saying that my main fight for being an entrepreneur started at the age of 30. So food for thought there. Six, seven years foundational experience on a lifestyle and I understood it's more about people. Now, you're not an entrepreneur, maybe you're a career person, but you need to have a bedrock and a foundation of what drives you to be to excel in that career path or in that business or as a student, what excels you, what makes you excel, what motivates you. We need to start having students who are prepared to challenge what they're taught in school. Yeah, I get it. Give school its answer, but still have your own questions. Because what school is meant to create, school is built to create employees. School is not created to build leaders. And that's the reason why when you go to school, you learn the understanding of someone else. R.L. Hughes, if you're reading a biology book by R.L. Hughes, uh, this person is by J.W. Philip or whatever, and you're cramming these informations in, but these things just are, they, they bring you to the arrival of a thought pattern, the way someone lives, and that just makes you a very good pharmacist. And if you want to be a very good pharmacist, then excel and have no other challenge when it comes to mind. But if you want to lead, then you have to question. That's the main part. That's the part that I'm so sorry, but we will constantly think 30K is huge money if we're not able to question certain understanding. And because our community really lacks the ability to question thoughts, That's the reason why we have very few leaders and financial leaders in different sectors. We we lack the ability to question thought pattern. So I've built an ideology on entrepreneurship based on scripture, based on six years of teaching. And that's the company that I lead now. It's based on six years of teaching, six years, seven years of, of school. I didn't go to the university. 
Well, I did go to university, but I, I, that seven years wasn't in a university. It was in a man's mindset. And that mindset allowed me to create my own thought patterns into how I believe entrepreneurship and business should be done. It's a people's thing for me. Very, very, very strictly a people's thing. I believe prosperity is attached to how many people you can connect to and how many people you can empower. So I don't, I don't believe you can be financially free without empowering more people than yourself. I don't think it's possible. That's the thought pattern I've developed. That's the mindset that I've walked into. That's what I think, honestly. These are my thoughts. And that's the reason why I started speaking about the shepherd and the lamb and all those kind of things. I'm just saying that if we're going to really arrive into a world where we're seeing more winners come out of our school and our thought pattern, these people have to be people concerned with others. Because that's what we learn when it comes to the school of leadership in the nation family. What you learn is the importance of relationships and how expensive relationships are and the monetary value, the, 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 the financial value of a relationship as opposed to, to a 10K invoice or a 30 grand invoice. There are people who have problems of paying stuff because their their financial expenses for stuff in a month month is £30,000. That's what they have to pay stuff in a month. And your main worry is something else. But I'm not not looking down on your worry, but I'm just saying that with, with volume, with the thoughts of people are important, you can quickly rise... I don't know if you get what I'm saying. You can quickly rise to a place of huge importance if you stop people putting people first and you won't believe what makes people successful is people. You won't believe that the the mind that actually makes you become a super leader, an advanced thinker, is to get out of thinking about yourself and think about the majority or a hidden majority, but it has to be a people's conversation. Good morning. Hi, hello, are you with me? You have to be thinking about people. And once the conversation has blown away from people and when it becomes very inside, when it becomes about you, when it becomes about yourself, you quickly limit yourself just to your 10 fingers. How much can your 10 fingers gather? When you can build yourself to adopt the fingers of a hundred people, if you started thinking in that volume set, when you sit down and you gather your thoughts, do you still think about how can I help me? And if you still think about that, that's fine. But I'm just saying you're, you're, you're shortchanging yourself because the school of leadership does not allow you to think about you. Nikola Tesla and many other thought leaders in our world did not go to bed thinking about themselves. They're going to how to ensure electricity is actually a widespread solution 
and how to limit it from being something the rich have. How do I make this thing more common? How do I make it more common? How do I bring what looks exceptional into the main public space? You got to start thinking numbers. You're a career person. How do you service more people? Let me tell you something. All career people in Paul's family are called to be consultants. I say that very confidently. All career people in Paul's family are built to be consultants. You're, you're built to in, be in the place of advisory. Advisory is a place of knowledge and a place of understanding. Is a place where you're able to give solution and you're valued according to how much you know. Not according to how nice your hair is or your skin. You're, you're valued according to how much you know. And the more people you, you service, the more people hold your instructions as a weight of gold. So it's still that volume thing. So there is no dimension of life, whether student, career, or entrepreneur, where the conversation is not about the masses. The conversation is always about the masses. It doesn't matter how the masses react to you. It just matters what that your mind is geared to service in them in whatever way. So that's what I adopted. And, and over that time, I've spent the whole of lockdown just saying to myself, in 2020, what role should a pastor play? Uh, that's, that's, a, that's quite a simple question. What is the role of a pastor today? What is the role of a pastor today? A pastor or a minister is supposed to understand the world. A pastor or a minister is supposed to understand, or an evangelist, or whatever you are. Um, you don't need to be an ordained person, but if you're a believer, is supposed to understand the world, not be a part of the world, but you, you should understand the world. You have to understand the world because your job is to be a guide. How, 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 how simple is that? You're just supposed to be a freaking guide. You're just supposed to be someone who knows all the treacherous corners and how not to take them, not be the person that dives into them. Very simple. If I'm supposed to be a, a pastor musician, I should know the world the best and I should speak. My lyrics should be laced with instructions, messages. That's how I pastor as a musician. So the role of a leader is just to always make sure you are the go-to point. You've got to be the go-to point. 
somehow when it comes to nation family, we are the go-to point in whatever conversation you call it. It might be young people, it might be whatever, it might be knife crime or whatever it is, but there is a go-to point. We, we've, we've taken on a go-to point. We've become a go-to point, right? You set yourself up as that. So some of you guys come and ask me the strangest questions. Sir, what is next? Hey, where can you stand on your ramparts and shout out for the world to be able to listen to you? Where? What industry can you shout from and be a go-to point? You're not really supposed to be the king there because you should mentor kings as well. Not really. Some of you will end up being ruling in certain spaces, but some of you will be the teachers of rulers. A young man can start practicing his craft as a musician, practice his craft, practice his craft, practice his craft, in order to be the advisor for music. And when I say the advisor, it's not an official position, but it's people want to friggin' listen when you speak. They want to hear what you've got to say, for God's sake. Because you, you understand how the world works. That's monetary value. So relationships with people, that's monetary value. How much power you have with people. I am still convinced my, I need to be the biggest employer of people in the world. I need to employ 10,000 people before I'm 40. I need to have 10,000 people employed. So that I can begin conversations with 10,000 people. So when you're thinking about your field and where you are and where you sit in your field, are you asking yourself how you can impact other people? Or are you just asking yourself, how do I just become big? How do I just make so much money? Cryptocurrency is a very, very young field, a young dimension. What upsets me is no one has sat the hell down to say to themselves, in 10 years, I'll probably be, I'm just giving an example of a person. In 10 years, I'll be 35. It's young. It's, it's, it's relatively still a young man. If I spend 10 years practicing my voice in this space and speaking in this space, I wonder what kind of people I can gather and what kind of movement I can start. That's leadership. You're practicing your speech. You're practicing talking. You're not, not talking as in shouting on Periscope. Talking as in your, the influence you have with other people. Influencers speak, right? But they, but how do influencers... Some, some of your influencers today speak by posting up pictures. They just post up a pic doing something and they've spoken. And most of you just decide, hey, it's all about Shisha this summer. Why? Jay-Z never told you or, or Justin... Or whoever it is, never told you it was about Shisha. But you saw an image. You saw an image. And they can start a whole new thing just with an image understand how your, your realm, how, the, how your space, understand how your space works. Spend time. 
I spent time, six, seven years as a pastor. I understood the mindset of a pastor, how a pastor should behave, how he should live, how he should be with people. And I'm translating that into business terms and it's, it's bloody working. It's working. It's working. I've, I've, I, I've made more money than I, I made last year. Why? Because I just took pastoring, I took the word into my space. Very, very simple. I took the word into my space. And that's not me being cliche. That's me saying exactly what happened for us to turn over 1.1 million pounds, not dollars, before September, in the middle of a crisis when people were losing jobs. Where have you learned the most? Where has your mind been cultivated the most? And for me, I'm saying this to you because if it's not nation family, I don't know where your mind has been cultivated. If you're not listening to the word and cultivating your thought pattern so you know what, how you're translating whatever PT is saying, the theatrics of what he's saying, the importance of what he's saying, the magnitude of the words, you've got to be able to sit down and make this thing a bullet point thing. Bullet point these, these awesome moments you, 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 you shout about. Ooh, yeah, 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 yeah. Bullet point those moments, right? And learn, how do I make this my everyday? How do I make this everyday? Let's go to Sunday. First John chapter 4. First John chapter 4 verse 4. I told you I'd, I'd bring out my Bible, right? See? I'm honoring the word, making sure that I'm fully protected and covered. Because if you're preaching and jumping out the word, it works sometimes. I'm not on that level yet. Verse first John chapter 4, verse 4. This is what Pastor Toby was speaking about yesterday. I'm just I'm just taking you into what, how I would translate that kind of service. I don't have much time with you because I, I don't want to um, start going into um, two hours on school. It says, you, dear children, are from God and have overcome them because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. The one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. Now, someone like me hears that word, and that is that word is very, very, very motivational. Not in a bad sense, in a very good sense. You need to have words that reinforce your strength. That's how you move forward. You need to have words that reinforce your strength. K. Cyrus, you 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 reach a a hard place. In business where it's, it's hard to get over something, it's hard to solve something, you need words that reinforce your strength. Who else again is in business? The Lady Joe, Lady Joe, Lady Joe Browse. Here it is, lockdown part two. You were just about to launch a store or a salon. Lockdown part two comes. You need words that reinforce your strength. 
Words that reinforce your strength. It says, greater is he that is in you than the one that is in the world. How then do you meditate on this world to let you know you're an absolute monster, beast person that can't be stopped? Rather than making it very motivational and forgetting about it on Monday. So you meditate on those words till they become a part of your thinking. They become a part of your mind. That is how a leader is built. It is you you select words. I, I'm living the word. Why am I living the word? I'm selecting certain words and I'm making them a part of my makeup. So when you see me, you if you don't know the word, you may deny me. You may say, nah, man, this guy's not really a pastor. But if you know the word, you will be able to know, see the select verses that have made a part of my heart. So I, I added this verse from Sunday. I, I added it into my, my book, my makeup. I added it into my makeup, meditating over it because I believe it's, it's going to enforce a, something for me. I don't know how, how, much to, how much clearer to make this, but it's like you're actually rebuilding yourself. That's why I spent said started with speaking about the mentorship um, season. Words laced into my heart for seven years that made me not give a about no one. Yeah, didn't give a damn. Didn't give anything. Was just pushing for a result without thinking about monetary value and and, and money and stuff. Just pushing. Just giving. I'm. Still doing all the same things I was doing when I didn't have anything, just still, but in, with a stronger intensity. Or whatever it is you're doing, if you're a career person, career people have to understand that it's going to be fully a capacity building thing for you. You have to stretch your capacity. You're, you have to be dedicated to getting words inside you that make you stand out from the other person because you're judged based on your personal value. I, I get into a room, I put my company's value on the table. You, career person, gets into the room, you, you're putting your personal value on the table. It's still a value competition, but you've got to be able to sit back um, and, and really, really work on that aspect of yourself. What values do I do I do I have that make me da, 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 this that that that? Why? Because these things attract you to your next level in life. If you're not qualified for something, you won't you won't be attracted to that thing, you know, or that thing won't be attracted to you. So I keep on going over this thing. It says, "You, dear children, are from God." My listen. Then I stop there. It said, "You, dear children, are from God," and I'm. I'm sitting down, I'm, I'm meditating, saying, you only are from God. <laughs> if my head is not even hard enough, it just became even stronger. As in, if I'm not already a stubborn person, this verse just already made me so effing stubborn, so monstrously stubborn, like, you only are from God. I just crossed out children, I just put only there. Don't, listen, you don't need to copy that. I just do things like that. God knows. That's I just I just crossed out children and said, 
John, what are you talking about, children? I just put my name there. Who is the children? He's talking to me. So you dare on you are from God. My goodness me. How long do you do I need to sit and drink that thing to know you only are from God? So you you can come across an onye, and there's that very, very strong self-assurance about him. Why? Because I've spent days, months, weeks, whatever, just realizing and understanding and, and sitting on a first that says, you are from God. I'm not from mom and dad in Streatham. They're good guys and great people and I love them, but I've just understood I'm not from them in Streatham. I've just understood now with the scripture that I am from God. I am from God. Then those kind of thoughts lead you to the next level of, so if I'm from God, how does God think? Am I thinking like God? Am I understand? Am I approaching life the way he would approach? Am I considering things the way he would consider things? You start from there and you will build the most monstrous company in the world. You will build the most strongest consultant in the world. Why? Because your thought is already wild. You're already, you've already broken out of where humanity sits and stays, which is you want to know how does God approach what I'm doing? How would God be a medical doctor knowing that he has a healing gift? If he already knows he can heal, how would, he pro- how would he approach medicine? Isn't that something to think about? If I know I already know how to heal people, how would I approach them being a doctor? So I always said to some of the medics, you don't understand. You're not meant to focus on healing people day to day and giving out paracetamol. You're supposed to build a society. You should just believe that every word that comes out of your mouth and everything that you say is strong and correct and is law kind of in medical world. Create a medical society. Be the biggest teachers of of understanding of medical care and whatever. Listen, Friday Born is amazing. It's already, it's, it's run its course. Rebrand, rename it, recalibrate everything about it, and that's your society because nobody has anything that's done more work than on a Friday born. Open it up. Don't just make it you. Create a board for it. Bam, 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 bam. And here's this new organization that's been to Ghana, goes to Nigeria, this, that, that. You've already created a society, and then you start getting young doctors to join in. People who, and guess what you do? You leverage off coronavirus. I, I can't believe no doctor or medical person in Spanish nation has leveraged off coronavirus here. It's there for you. But why are you sitting down and don't just accept NHS clapping for you. Don't do that. Don't do that thing. It's Thursday and NHS we should clap for the NHS. They're risking their frigging life. I'm not going to clap for these people. Give them a pay rise or something. 
I told my mom, don't go work in that um, care home. You're fine. We have money now. I, I'll pay you whatever they said they were going to pay you. I can do that. And if you can't do that, then grow to a place where you can help your parents. It's, it's in your capacity. So I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not hitting out at you. It's in your capacity. Why, why, why do I want to wait to Thursday to clap for my mom? What if she gets the COVID and then she's dead? It makes no sense. Hey, mom, sit at home. There's no point in doing that. But for those of you who are young and very strong in the industry, speak about that. Speak about it. You know, well, so sad. We have a, a family friend that decided not to go to the doctors. He's a pastor. He decided not to go to the doctors and he thinks it's because God is going to heal him or something. And now he's blind. Where was Jesus? Why didn't Jesus just heal his sight? People do crazy things. So a, a full believing doctor, Holy Ghost filled with the leadership ideology is meant to be the voice of reason and calm in a lockdown. So if a pastor Evan comes on the scope, it's, you're meant to be a reason of calm. We should be happy to hear, or a Dr. Emma comes on the scope, we should be happy to hear from our medical, our medics. In this time, these are the people with the word we should hear from. And they should be the strongest gatherers of other medics. Health in the city started and I'd never heard from it again. It's like, it just came like a, like a, what they call it? I don't know. Your ability to be consistent. Don't preach consistency and then not give it. But you've got to have an ability to be consistent. I don't like people who don't know how to work with people. If you don't know how to work with people, it, it bothers me. The Paul's family should be the strongest family at partnering with other fellowships and other camps in order to achieve a result. You should be that forward-minded. You should be that, you should be that super forward-minded that, hey, there's this skill here, there's this skill here. I'm going to join it together and I'm going to produce this. Simple. Night Shoulders, Pastor Daniel, he had the one, many other um, strong guys involved in it. So you should be able to do those things, but unless you have the capacity, guys, Unless you're filled with capacity and unless you've, you have an ideology, a leadership ideology, you've really sat down and in the place of leadership, you have something that you, 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 you sink on. Do you know what I mean? Like you have something that you place everything on. Everything. You cross-check everything on it. So it's impossible for me to lead something without going back to the last six, seven years of pastoring and taking every situation from that moment and bringing it into what I'm doing today. That's how we have success. That's why we're aiming for more success. So cross-check all the things you're doing. Not all of you are called to travel. Some of you waste your time in traveling. You can't even get a result in London. Get a result in London before you can leave the country. If you're under PT's teaching, you, you know the guy's been in the UK for like 15 years now. 
Get a result in home ground before you go away. Very simple. The football guys know that. So for some of you, do not come to me with this. I'm traveling, sir. I'm just going to tell you, yeah, go for it. People like Dr. Alicia, they got to travel. I've told Dr. Alicia, you have to travel. Why? Because her, her work involves, it involves perception. Her work involves perception. And she kills herself if she hasn't got a wide perception of life and society. So she meant to look at other cultures. She's meant to see other cultures and come back and, and put something together. She's meant to do that. So I said to her, hey, finish your master's now. You passed. You got a first class in your master's. Amazing result. I'm, I'm making sure I'm going to have her, uh, her degree and everything up on my wall because we sat the master's together. Like many of you as well, we do the exams together and stuff like that. Amazing young lady very focused and I said hey what you got to do now find an opportunity to travel and adopt a mind train yourself on how to see things differently from just the society called London so for some of you it's different not all of you and you should be able to know that and be cool with that you should be able to be cool with that. Why, why do you need to get up and, and go see something else? You should be able to be cool with that. And sit down and develop a thought pattern for as long as you can. It's leadership so that eventually you're ready for a revolution. Revolution means you can then fight the bigger guys in your space, but you're not ready yet. You're not ready to fight. All these words, all these teachings now are just to prepare you for your fight. So it's a time of focus and I, I'm going to be coming on and speaking to you during lockdown too because hey, it's lockdown and let's not, let's not just be, you know, let's not be distant. Let's be hearing from each other. So that's the reason why I've come on. So I've not got much to say else this morning or I do have more to say but I don't want to say all in one morning because it's a lot. And then I think Pastor Sam comes on later on today. And I'm not that kind of person that feels like I have to speak. I don't have to speak because there are amazing teachers in Nation Family who come on at certain times and speak, especially Pastor Toby. So um, I will come on when I feel like, hey, there's something I can add to your understanding. Like today, build an ideology. Use the word and build yourself and be ready for the Holy Spirit to tell you you need three more years of building. Be ready. Don't be afraid. Be ready. If you hear in your spirit, you just need to calm the hell down for four years. Just say, yes, sir, Lord, I will. And sit the heck down and build yourself. Don't get to your late 30s, 40s and realize that you were not prepared for a war. And, and when you realize that, it would have been too late. Someone else has to be picked to fight with your own sword. So, on that note, um, I can talk about the podcast, isn't it? So I'm going to be doing a podcast 
I'm going to be doing a podcast uh, series, a discussion, light discussion, something like this with uh, the likes of Pastor Kevin and Dr. Emma and, and many other people that you've not really heard from. And we're just going to talk. We're going to talk a bit like how I spoke today and discuss some things. It's going to be aired or it's going to be online once every two weeks. And uh, I believe we're starting our first series from this week. But I'll, I'll let you guys know once it's going to be launched and coming on. But we're gonna, I'm going to do a podcast series and it's going to be challenging business, finance, um, lifestyle, speaking about all those things. I want to discuss all those things, relationships, all those kind of stuff that really happen on a day-to-day basis. Um, the worst, worst thing you have, um, I always see it happen all the time when it comes to relationships. My sisters get into relationships with stupid boys and they take on the brain cell of the stupid man and then they become stupid as well. So I've got to discuss these things. Girls, my little sisters, don't get into a relationship with no stupid boy. Okay? Because God already said your mind, your heart, and your brain will be for the man. So the issue is you were a sharp girl before. Then you paired yourself with some... Damn, if I get into this subject, I'm going to start cussing people. But you're going to get yourself involved with some human person... And this person is not even up to level and standard. Then your brain just goes down. Your brain just powers down to that standard. And then we start wondering, why are you not efficient anymore? Why is this person not sharp anymore? They have, they've sold their brain to someone else. Things like that. So happy that one of my daughters or one of my girls didn't get involved in a certain relationship. I won't say it now. I'm hearing this person goes around with guns sticking up people for two grand. Damn. Damn. Like, you could not act out poverty any more brilliant than robbing for 2K. You could not act out poverty any more exceptionally sharp. That's the biggest bullet dodging of the year. You know when, I think Beyonce has sang the bullet dodging song. I don't know, but that's the biggest bullet dodging of the year. 2K. Some boys in Spike Nation spend 2K on their shoe. Why? How can you Anyway, sure. So things like that. (laughs) Things like that. Uh, Let me come and talk about it. I love. Yeah, laddie wears, laddie wears Chanel's to go watch Pulse Academy play football. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. He does. And Chanel's like 1K. So why, how can you pull gun out for 2K? It doesn't make sense. You start knowing that um, mind is crazy, right? We talk many things. Talk entrepreneurship, of course. You guys know how how the battle of entrepreneurship is. I want to speak with people like Kay Cyrus and um, and people like um, Lady Joe Browse and, and many of you guys who are doing your own thing business-wise. Um, maybe even people like Miss um, T. Simone, you know, speaking to them, knowing uh, to find out, okay, what, what, why, why are you still doing this? Why do you want to continue doing this? And what do you see? Be a visionaire, okay? So I'll start rounding up on that note 
Uh, it's almost 10.30. I'll start rounding up on that note. Be a visionary. Get your mind into that space. Don't, don't, um, don't be an employee, okay? Push your mind to the limit when it comes to understanding of your thought pattern of leadership. And if you need to do so, re-listen to SoundClouds, re-listen to Scopes, Boston Toby Scopes, and bullet point out. That's how I study, okay? Bullet point out instructions and practicalize them. Practicalize, make them practical, okay? Make them practical. I've just chosen the way my company gives now is to employ so nobody can tell me, does your company give? I just, I decided, Lord, what is giving version for my company? And the Lord told me, employment. If you employ it, I will class to you that you're giving. So that's why I'm in a mad rampage mode of employment. I just want to give out roles, jobs to right efficient people. And that's what God said to me. He said, if you can keep on employing people, um, training them. We went through the last three months of night shift was just employment and training. We paid so much money for all staff to go back into training. Some of them went to take um, short courses and stuff like that. Even as little as paying for driving lessons, we do it. Why? Because it's still building people. It's building people. Even as small as paying for someone's theory lesson, we do it. It's building people. So what is your conversation? Make your your spiritual relationship, make it real. Make it real. Don't, don't keep it inside the book. Make it real. What's God telling you in what you're doing? What's he saying to you? What's he saying to you? What's your constant discussion? I have, a, I have my constant argument with God. I have an argument. I'm not saying that you'd be like me, but we have our argument. It's a nice, it's a cute argument. I won't share it with you so that you guys don't start doing things or whatever. But I, that's the kind of relationship I have. I have an argument. And he, we're going back and forth on it at the moment. I'm trying to convince him. Someone says, that's not scriptural relationship, sir. Are you speaking to God or a demon? I say, I'm speaking to God because he's a father. <laughs> he's a father. So dad and sons do that. And how do I do it? Is it I'm just in my room going, oh, we're going back? No, I'm listening to PT talk. And sometimes, well, he's saying something and I'm saying something and I'm like, okay, no. And we're going back and forth. But it's he doesn't even know that we're having a mind battle relationship while he's preaching. He doesn't know. But I, I have these things just so that I can make sure that my mind is always sharp and I'm always thinking progressively. I want to always be progressive. I don't like, I don't want to believe, hey, I don't want to live in a life where it's like 10K is big money. So I'm tired of 10K. I keep on hearing 10K, 20K, 50K. Then when people think they're big boys, they say 50K. How many people went mad during BBL? Bounce back loan made bad people go crazy. Yeah, I'm going to talk about it because most of you have it in your mind, but you're not going to say it. How many people went mad during bounce back loan? Bounce back loan made people go mad. I thought you were a follower, then bounce back came and you just became a nutter. You just started moving nuts. People just, <laughs> you are you treating bounce back like an occupation. It's crazy, right? Listen, six, seven years of preaching, I can tell you as a pastor, 
not one person did bounce back and came to me and said, okay, maybe not, not one person, but you get what I'm trying to go. People didn't do bounce back and say, ah, man, that man, he was, with all that preaching that he was doing, it's also, ah, let me just come and just tell him thing. No, people don't do that. People <laughs> don't do it. Money comes in and it's so strong and powerful. You'll be shocked how much control money has over people who don't have. And I don't want to live like that. I don't want to live a life where 50 grand is just such a huge amount of money because I know companies that 50K pays for the tire of a truck. I know companies, I point it out to the guys that like whenever we're traveling, I say, hey, look at that 18-wheeler truck. That truck is doing London, Manchester, London, Southampton. They're making 5K every stop. And one tire there is, um, you can't even pay for to change one tire on that truck. And then we're going to be here talking about 50K came in and I just went down to Selfridges to have a, a spendthrift session. Whatever. So it just depends on you and how you perceive yourself as leadership. It depends on you. But I can't look at that when billionaires are buying players for their clubs for £40 million. And I'm talking to Pastor Laddie, hey, Laddie, how much is this player? But Laddie told me, hey, it's, it's 5K for this player. And I'm, I'm looking, okay, cool, let's get 5K. Why am I still paying 5K for a player and Chelsea's paying 50 million? Chelsea's paying 50 million for a player. I'm paying 5K. This is, is it because I'm not sharp enough? No, it, I'm telling you, these are the conversations I'm having with myself. How do you raise your standard of value and rise? How do you rise? And the world is very much a part of it because the world is in, it attacks you mentally. The levels have gone up, so forget that, boy. <laughs> Amen. Amen, um, Lali. So you've got to come and tell me where it's risen to so I can join you because you haven't updated me. So it's, I just need to rise up to the next standard. How do I rise to the next standard? Because people are doing it. People die off at 100 grand. People die off at a million. How do I rise to the next standard? That should be your concern. Constantly evolving, constantly raising value. Leadership and all the discussions of leadership. I hope you um, uh, you were able to kind of get what I was saying this morning. Uh, I said I would just come on and speak, talk, all the things that have been going through my mind, but these are not all the things. I'll probably come on again and talk to you guys again, okay, um, about other things, especially with employment and my thoughts on employment. I've been studying um, um, Henry Ford a lot with employment and how he used employment to educate America. But you see, there are many things I'm discussing with myself. So start converse, conversing with yourself first, okay? Start conversing with yourself before you get, get into any other further conversations with others. Have a firm understanding. Have a firm belief about something before you engage other people. Is that all right? Is that okay? But let that firm understanding come from here. Listen, I spent time in the shower just saying, you only are from God. It's a scripture. It's a scripture. I'm, I'm enforcing myself on that belief. And I'm just in the shower. I'm Listen, my shower moments are a crazy moment. Why? Because I'm playing PT, just the blessing um, YouTube on the blessing. I'm playing that over and over again. And I'm just shouting at myself in there. And I'm coming out and I'm continuing my shouting. 
And my whole bedroom session from creamy to dangerous is just me shouting at myself on certain things. And then I just come out like a normal human being and I just sit down in my office and I begin my thing. <laughs> okay? But that's how I get into the mode. It's like, uh, I, I, a good one hour of mind destruction and mess up. <laughs> okay, love you all. It's been amazing. If you have any questions, quickly just shoot. What time is it? 10, 12? Cool. If you have any questions, just shoot. Let me let me quickly just um, see if you got anything. You, the mind conditioning, that's it. Thank you, Maddie. Um, let me just see what you're saying. Uh, let me know what you've got planned for today. It's still good time in the morning. That's why I wanted to come on and come off quickly. Um, it's good time in the morning. What's your, what's your day looking like? What's your day looking like? If you're Kay Cyrus, what's your day looking like? If you're uh, Dr. Leo Gordon, what's your day looking like? Yeah, tell me, what's, what's how's things going? How do you listen to the word like a child every time? Interesting. <laughs> your day, we are meeting you, sir. Amazing. <laughs> I think I've got so many meetings today then. How do you, with a fresh pair of ears, going to do some coursework and help Nutribus before my night shift, sir? Fantastic. Do, doing Aliyah's always studying. I'll get back to you, Bami. Don't worry, I've not lost your, your question. Thank you, sir, mistress. I have uni until 5, then delivering pizza until 6 to 10. Deliver that pizza well, with all confidence. Deliver that pizza with all confidence. I'm working today, studying leadership theories at uni in the evening. A, a, amazing. Deliver the pizza with all confidence. I spent Monday to Friday picking up crates of wine, wrapping them, loading them in my van and delivering them. Why? Because I've not yet hired someone for that contract and I'm determined not to use the, lose the contract. I will work the contract till I have a stuff for the contract. And I've been still messaging, still making meetings, still doing everything that needs to be done. Why? Because you only are from God. What are you having for breakfast, sir? I don't even know. Good question, though. I'll pose, I'll slap that question back to Gold House people. Um, cooking for a client today who is on a 200 calorie what the heck <laughs> you're cooking for a client that's on a 200 calorie diet come Taliba pastor is that a human is that a human How, so what that's not cooking I should come now it's just one biscuit that's one biscuit now that's one biscuit call me I, I can do that contract for you just call me. Let's talk after. I will do the contract for you. All they need is just one um, bag of Walker's Crisp. <laughs> seasoned air. <laughs> I like that. Seasoned air. What's 200 calories? Goodness me. That's not a human being, though. They have a goal that they want to reach. <sighs> Taliba, no, 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 no. Okay, you know what you're going to do, Pastor? Pastor Taliba. Make sure you book them in with Dr. Emma as well. Say, okay, I've made your meal prep. It's, um, it's water with salt and pepper. Okay, it's water, salt and pepper. Drink it Monday afternoon dinner and then call this doctor on day three. <laughs> call this person on day three and then give them Dr. Emma's card. <laughs> uh, call this person on day three and tell them, make sure you call the person, you know. Just season water and salt for them. Drink it. Disgusting. Oh, God, man. 
Torima has 4,000 calories a day. Charlie's going to now come and start tormenting positively, but start preparing my re-up. <laughs> so I hear a lot of people are really in love with um, T. Simone Kitchen. T. Simone Kitchen is awesome. There was, huh, let me tell the story. I ordered an amazing salad from T. Simone Kitchen. Pastor Alex convinced me about this salad. I don't know what these gold house people did. T. Simone, please, you haven't heard this story, so listen, because I think you probably think I ate this thing. I don't know what gold house people did. I was waiting for my lunch, four o'clock, five o'clock, six o'clock. So I said, ah, if I start shouting, they'll say I'm crazy. If I start shouting, they'll say I'm mad. So I asked one of them politely, where is my lunch? It's 7 p.m. Oh, so let me just check now. Check now. What do you mean by checking now? I've clearly not eaten for four hours, but it's fine. Then they said to me, oh, the cab driver um, couldn't find the house, so he just drove off. Uh, so, Taliba, I never actually got to taste your salad. The dry cab driver drove off. Then they went to go convince the cab driver to come back. The cab driver then told them, I will come back after I finish dropping this person. So I said to them, you guys want me to eat a salad that has been with the cab man for three drops. For three drops. We, we don't know what they've done to the salad. They, they probably danced around it. They probably offered it to the God of the sun and the moon. And then I meant to put in my... They, then they boldly came to me and said, yes, sir, we've recovered the dinner for you. I said, throw, throw it in the effing bin. I'm not eating that. Madness. Madness. They paid him £20 to bring it back. These are meant to be forward-thinking people, you know. None of them check. Oh, man, I almost, <laughs> I almost lost my mind that day. But yeah, imagine... Cab drivers going around, picking people and dropping them. Different breaths, different body odors been around the food. Eh? Just poverty discussions. God knows what the things were going on. And then I'm now meant to consume all of that thing. No way. Please, um, Pastor Taliba, if you can come personally, I, I would like you to do a live chef day and come personally and do that for me. I, I would love that. Could have done a food shopping a little for £50. <laughs> you could have. Uh, how is it um, possible? It's possible Bumi on as well. I've missed seeing certain people though. Possible Bumi, is everyone on? It's great to see everybody again. Very horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Hey, Possible Bumi is on. Good to see you, Ma. And um, I know that schools are not broken up, but. Or, you know, when that school run, you know, you have kids that go to school, then um, I feel your pain. Heard Pastor Mariam dropping Chloe this morning. It's, it's a hard, it's a hard thing, right? But these are the super parents that I look up to. I look up to these. These are the super parents. Pastor Ronke is on too. Is Pastor Ronke on as well? Amazing. I love it when they're all on. I love it when everyone is on. I look look up to those super parents like Pastor Mariam and Cole. These are super parents. Okay. Yeah, so Bami, down to how do I re-listen to the word with a fresh mind? Um, I think 
for me, it always comes to application. If I'm able to apply something, then I move on. So I always find ways to apply something, then I'm able to move on, then I can come back with a fresh thought. Um, but if I'm not able to apply it, then I constantly keep on surrounding it. Da, 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 da. Um, I don't know if that answers what you're saying. If you mean coming back in terms of move on from a certain thought and then go to another thought, then I need to apply that one. Um, it takes me ages to get to Sunday's word, for instance, because I'm still kind of going over stuff in August, stuff in September. And I'm, I don't feel comfortable to let go of it till I fully get it, okay? I'm just that kind of person. Don't Can't let go of it. So I get pity what he's saying now, but I, I know I, I kind of still need something that he said three months ago. And I, I keep on sitting on that. Do I listen to anyone else? I don't actually listen to anyone else. I don't listen to any other teacher when it comes to the word. Um, I exclusively leave my ears for Pastor Toby's teaching. Yeah, I exclusively leave my ears for Pastor Toby's teaching. Um, that's because I'm under that school of thoughts, okay? Um, uh, however you want to put it, I am under that school of thoughts. So it, it's, it's done so much for my life. I've seen so much change, <clears throat> so much progression. So I'm under that school of thoughts and I make sure I don't contaminate it with other things. Do I explore other other ideologies, I do. I'm a research person. Any research person, people here, you like going on YouTube, you like researching. I'm a research person. I love researching. I love looking at other thoughts and what people say and things like that. I, I do weird research. Like yesterday, um, I was um, researching Greek mythology.